Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Hello? Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yes, I Hello? Yes. Tanya? DL? Hello? Yes, I'm here. Oh, Okay. You know what, Blog Talk kicked me out, and then I couldn't get back in. And then I'm like, okay, and I see both you and Tanya in the studio. Can you, and, and I don't know. Anyway, hey, what's going on, people? Hey, baby, how are you? I am blessed, thank you. I am blessed. Everything good with you guys? Wow. I just thank God for just another day, sis, you know, Regardless of however it comes, opposition or any way it comes, I just thank God. I actually went to a different church today than my normal church, mm-hmm. and I was invited mm-hmm. by a member that came into the store, and I was really blessed today. It really took me back to Bethany days, where oh, when we started off, we were worshiping God and giving God praise, and we didn't stop until the breakthrough happened. And if it was falling on right. your knees, speaking in the spirit, with your tongue that God has given you, what it's slain in the spirit, I remember experiencing awesome things in the kingdom of God, and I have been spoiled to that. But mm-hmm. I kind of want to take the show to another, like you say, and since we didn't really have anything we were going to talk about, but don't we miss those good old days when things had morals, mm-hmm. things had a purpose, things had a beginning? And I just really want to just really to the audience today ask, what do you really miss about the good old days? What do you miss when we used to go into the house of God and worshiped truly and people walked around and hugged on you and loved you because it was the truth and not, not an act? Wow. Well, you know what, Um, because I am blessed, well, I'm in Atlanta right now, but I am blessed to still be, you know, at Bethany when I'm in Vegas. So I I still have the good old days. (laughs) And in reality, the the church that I attend here, 
um, on the regular base is like that as well, where, you know, it, it's a, a smaller congregation, but a lot of camaraderie between the, the parishioners, you know, the hugging, the um, showing love and what have you. Um, and I think that is vital, 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 vital. Um, you cannot, you definitely cannot actually be used of God in a powerful way if you don't have a strong base. You know, if if that foundational, um, the foundation rather that you're building upon, if it is not strong, if you don't have um, good leaders, if you don't have serious sisters and brothers in the Lord um, to support you, to pray over you, to to be your errands and errs and hold you up in in the time of need, then you're going to burn out very very quickly. Um, you're not going to to be able to withstand all the the many many attacks that we have to go through in this life. So my my thought is this, um, and, and I hear where you what you, where your heart is. I really really do. Um, but if you're in a place and you are not experiencing a move of God on the regular. If you're in a place where you don't have support of um, brothers and sisters in the Lord, if your your pastor or your your man or woman of God, you know, is not accessible, you know, and I'm not. Please hear me, because because God raises us up and gives us the ability to stand on our own two feet to seek Him for ourselves and what have you. But there are times that you need that spiritual interjection in your life, um, which is why, you know, God plants you in certain houses to get that. But my thing is this, if you don't have that, then you're in the wrong place, <laughs> and you need to go where you can find that. And and I, I mean that in all sincerity. You know, um, I hear people talk about, you know, and just as you just said, Tam, the good old days. Well, you know what? Every day in God is a good day, and he will give you people into your life that have morals and character um, and people. And there may not be a large number of people. Please hear me. You know what I'm saying? Because the, the society as a whole today is not one that is really big on character and morals on the outside, but as God told Elijah when he was, you know, running and, you know, nobody serving you but me or whatever, and the Lord said, no, on contrary, I got 7,000 and haven't bowed their knee to Baal, I believe in this hour that there are many, many, many people in the Lord that have not conformed to the ways of the world who are still standing strong in the ways of God and professing and proclaiming him to be Lord of their lives. So, you know, the enemy would have us think that the quote-unquote good old days are gone and there is no morality in society and this, that, and the other, but I, I beg to differ. Seriously, I beg to differ. I believe that God always has his remnant. He always has his angel army and his army in the natural that stand in him, flat-footed, will beat them down in a heartbeat on behalf of their brothers and sisters in Christ. So that's my take on that. I'm sorry, sis. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I love it. And you know what? And that and that's what I really, I'm glad you said that. And that's what we really need to bring out. And again, let's, you know, it's so many things like music and different things like that, because we're kind of just like, just speaking about just different things in general that you kind of really miss. And this wasn't a, a, um, actually about a stand for everybody because I do know in my heart, and I thank God for being able, my grandmother raising me in a smaller Bible, took us out of a big church to a smaller church at the time, to a small Bible-based church so we can get rooted in, in, in different things. So no matter what we went through in our lives, we're still based back where we got our foundation of where God had planted us in the first place. What I was saying is, I guess for the first time, I kind of woke up a little bit. Um, I'm so used to, and and just speaking to a, maybe a small audience like myself, we're so used to just doing things on um, um, every Sunday, you know, every Monday or Tuesday or whatever, th- th- different things happen. But before we know it, we're caught in the pattern of how we mm-hmm. do things. 
So today was just mm-hmm. a different day, and I thank God for an awesome husband because I said, you know what, instead of going to our church today like we normally do, let's go to somewhere different. Somebody invited me to come. And when I went, I didn't realize how much in my spirit that I had missed. Don't get me wrong. At my church, you know, we, we start off, we sing, we praise God. Everything is, is in order as it's supposed to be. But I didn't understand what I was missing. And I was mm. truly missing being in a congregation, like you saying, sis, where I can just worship God. And it wasn't mm-hmm. a cutoff. It wasn't, it was just the continuously worshiping God. It, it had, you know, it had, everything was still in order, but it felt so good. It made me, like I said again, remind me of back in the good old days when I was back in Bethany, my church, that I was mm-hmm. raised in such mm-hmm. a world. We would worship God and and see see how God was truly moving. You were there, sis, at the time. I remember, man, every mm-hmm. man, I couldn't wait to beat the brakes off the Sunday to get to church and on Bible studies mm-hmm. and everything because there was always a constant move of God. I, I can just literally yeah. see deliverance and people being healed and different things taking place. And mm-hmm. um, but because when when I came to Augusta. Uh, and I and I needed a church. Thank God, I have an awesome pastor. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, I guess I got caught in a pattern, and I didn't realize that I was I was caught up. That you know, it, you know, we sang our songs, the pastor preached, we said a benedictionary, we said the announcement. Okay, Amen. Church is over because we have three services, and then my pastor has to race to go not only to our three services, but uh, two services at another church that we had opened. So. It kind of loses that personal touch, says. Mm-hmm. It kind of loses that personal yeah. touch with God, and just to be able just to stand at the altar without somebody saying you got to sit down. Because in my church, you know, I remember going on my knees and the girl lifted me up, and I was like, "What are you doing?" You know what I'm saying? You got to go over there. Excuse me. Leave me where I am. I'm at the altar. There is no, I, I didn't know that it had to be ordered, that I had to be shifted over two, two degrees to the left. And what I'm saying is, let's not lose sight that it's really still about giving God praise and honor Amen. and glory. Amen. That's what I'm saying. Amen. That's, that's real. And, and that's a very, very good point, sis. That's a really, really good point. And just even in what you're saying, like, you know, you, you're, you're in a good house, you're getting a good word or whatever, but even in that Sometimes we can get caught up in traditions, and, you know, so we're going to get up, we're going to sing three spray songs, we're going to do an offering, we're going to do the announcements, the word's going to come forth, and we're going to go home. And like you said, you get caught in a pattern, and it, it, just, it just keeps repeating itself week after week. And, you, and unfortunately, and, and it doesn't mean that you're in a bad place or a bad church or whatever, but when you get into that rotative pattern and you do not allow for the Spirit of God to have his way and to move at will, then you stifle the blessings of the people. You do, because see what you experienced today, and it made you realize what you were missing. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just, it will get you to a place where it's just repetitive, and that's when you fall into religiosity. That's when it just becomes religion, and you lose that relational part of allowing God to, that intimate time to spend even in the midst of a congregation. And that's, that's a deep thing. That's a deep thing. D.L., I see you made it back in. What's, how do you feel about this? Well, can you guys hear me? Yes. Hello? Oh, okay. I can okay, hear you. We sure. hear you. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I was just making sure my phone is acting up for some reason. <laughs> but uh, for me, uh, I've, I've said this quite often. A person that refuses to change end up in change. A lot of times, like Tan said, we can get into uh, just a regular routine of, of things, and we forget about uh, change. You know, we just, okay, I'm going to keep doing this the same thing because I've been getting a certain result. And people always know, and they say it all the time, that insanity, definition of insanity, is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Uh, but change is so hard um, for people, even uh, in the church. Me, I was just 
uh, talking yesterday about this exact same thing uh, with a friend of mine, and I was explaining is that they're like, well, are you going to go back to what God has called you to do? I said, well, the truth is, if it's if it means that I have to go back behind four walls in a pool pit, um, I'm not sure about that. But what God is calling me to is the unchurched, something different. I said, um, and they were like, well, what are you talking about? I said, I never really tell anybody about my vision because the simple fact is that I don't know if they'll understand it because I'm still trying to understand it. My vision for a ministry is my comedy. But my comedy vision is notes and jokes. Basically, I want to open up an establishment that's called notes and jokes. And it's really for the unchurch. I mean, it'll be for church folk as well. But it's notes and jokes, which is music and comedy. What people don't understand, mm. they're like, well, how is that a ministry? Because music actually opens you up and comedy actually heals. Laughter is Hallelujah. People don't, people don't understand that, but the way that God has taken me is different. Because everybody won't come into the church, but somebody will come into a mm. club environment, not realizing that they're getting ready to be not only opened up for healing. So that is absolutely uh, the purpose. Best it place in the be, world. Right. It has to be, you know, something different. And that's what I'm saying. Atmosphere is everything. People don't understand that. A simulation brings about association. What you hang around is what you become. So, therefore, the head of that thing, which is me and being a, a, a God-fearing man and loving God and knowing what this thing is about, I understand what you're coming for, but this is what you're going to get when you come here. I, I like what you just said, Dee. Um, and since I didn't mean it, I hope I didn't intervene too fast, but yeah. I really can get where you're coming from because I, the world is ever-changing. And I guess the reason why I brought up what I brought up today is we need to come out of the familiar and the mundane. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds crazy because I didn't realize that I'm a person of pattern. See, a lot of times we don't come out of our jobs because we're just used to it. And it is. we're tired of the way it is. We're tired of what's going on. We're tired of this. We're tired of that. But we don't move because we don't realize it, but we've allowed fear or insecurities or whatever and, and believe it or not, when you're when you're somewhere too long, I tell people, you got to reevaluate because sometimes you get so used to it, that thing being like that, that it's almost like you don't even trust God anymore. Because if he told you to go out from where you've been for 15 years on a job and go start something else, that would be different. And that's something like what D.L. was just saying. When you're a minister and then you finally open up and realize, man, I, I'm good at something else, and God allows you to be able to go and do something different, to start a different ministry. Sort of almost like with, with the boat, isn't it? When Noah was told to build a boat, nobody, everybody was like, he crazy. It's going to be a flood. You crazy. It ain't going to be no flood, man. We ain't seen a flood here in, I mean, over 200,000 years. And that's all you're saying. I love your vision. I, I can see that. And I guess what I'm trying to say, says is I awakened today and had to come out of my familiar because I love my pastor, mm -hmm. but let me say this to you. And he really is, is comes straight from the Bible-based church. But let me tell you what I didn't realize mm -hmm. I wasn't able to do anymore. I wasn't able to lift my hands and give God praise. I did it anyway, but mm -hmm. I realized it was so mm -hmm. uncomfortable in a sanctuary where a lot of people didn't do it. I realized in my shouting, I love to say hallelujah and lift my hands and give him praise because that's where I came from. But now I realize mm -hmm. a lot of churches, they don't do that anymore. It's like, come on, bam. Mm -hmm. It's like we have, a, um, we have a tithing. I love our tithing prayer. And I love our mission statement. I desire to be faithful, fruitful, productive, committed on advancing God's kingdom on earth. We have a tithing prayer that we pray. But I realize it's, we do it so fast to try to get it in within that certain amount of minutes. Lord, I really love it. And literally, the minister up there, this is how she's running through it. Amen. And finally, I said to my husband, I'm not going to say it that fast. See, the reason why people aren't tithing because they're saying it so fast, they don't even understand what they're saying. Right, and see, I, right. it's hard to step out of that box. That's what I'm saying, Seth. It's time for a lot mm -hmm. of us that God has equipped us with, with, with strong ministries and things just to step out of the box. I literally went mm -hmm. to a church today where I was able to come up to the altar and cry and say how much mm -hmm. I love you, Lord. 
I didn't even realize. I've been going to a church for eight years. And even though I've done it in that sanctuary, but to have, when I look around and open my eyes and I can't come out because everyone around me is in that same praise, like the day of the Pentecost. And I missed that. That's what I was saying. It just yeah. started making me wonder yeah. about, man, the old-fashioned music and what's wrong now? What I, what, what's wrong? Why are we drawing more people to God and, and, and more into this or more into that? It's because we've gotten into the mundane. We've gotten into a pattern. Mm-hmm. that I believe our pattern has become so strong that it's not even about trusting God anymore. It's not even about giving mm-hmm. him praise anymore. We've become in a ritual, and I feel, sis, now that a lot of our churches, and I don't mean to speak out like this, but I'm going to say it anyway, we've become in a ritual that we forget when we praise that it's really about God and what he's brought us through, what we've been through, and how we are. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. That's what I'm saying. What about us? And you're, you're saying you're saying it absolutely correct. But let me say this to you, okay? Let me say this. Let's take it to another level. Maybe you are the one that was planted in that church to be that fire starter. And do not allow just because the people around you don't want to give praise, don't allow you to quench your praise. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the old oh, man, yeah. um, Shirley Steve's song, um, Hold My yeah. Man. You know, John, I'm, I'm going to yeah, praise John. him anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's my you know, song. I'm right. going to praise him anyway. So it could be that, you know, instead of you feeling uncomfortable, you know, and this is not just to you, you personally, but to all of those that are listening, don't allow just because those around you don't feel comfortable lifting their hands or shouting hallelujah, don't allow it to quench the spirit of God that is within you because you may be that very fire starter that God planted there to get them out of that dry place, rub those sticks together, and start a fire. You know, I agree with because that. Fact, but when you, because if the huh? fact is not saying anything to you, see, that that's the difference. Because a lot of times, being in that position is tough. Sometimes you won't. I can't hear what Dee is saying, and I really want to hear him. Okay, thank you. I thought it was me. I didn't came all the way no, outside. No, I thought it was I me at first. I didn't want to say anything. And I just feel like what he's saying is impactful because he started off strong. It is very important. Hey, Dee, just go to a different place in your apartment or wherever you are so you can get a better signal. Because that's what I wanted to do. And I actually came outside on the balcony because I was like, I felt like my phone was going in and out. And obviously, yeah, yeah, y'all know me now. Anytime you're having these many problems, yes, much better, much better. My thing is this: anytime we're having this many problems, and it kicked me out, I couldn't even get back in for a minute. We know that this is impactful and important. People need to hear what's being said right now. So go ahead, D. Please. Okay. What what I was saying was, you know, it's exactly like Minister um, Colette said. You could be there for. Uh, a purpose to bring praise and, and worship into the place. If your pastor is not saying anything about it, then you know what, continue to do it. It's one thing if the pastor until you say, look, sister, we don't do that. That's when you know you need to find you another church where they allow the spirit to, uh, to run freely. But if your pastor is not saying anything, then for uh, the most part, you do that. Because a lot of times, Pastors, we need your help. We need mm-hmm. someone that loves mm-hmm. God, that's praising God. You know, and we don't always want to say it from behind the pulpit. What we want people to do is be led of God. And if they have a praise, then get your praise on. Mm-hmm. I like I like what and you're you just know, saying. You start, and I, you start that fire and others will leave because then you release the freedom for the spirit of God to go forth. 
And once that fire starts, it'll catch on. And it may be that the pulpit needs to catch on fire so that it right. can trickle down. Because remember, it's supposed to start at the head. But keep this in mind. Never forget that in some some churches, I don't, I'm not saying all, but in some churches, the deacons then told the pastors to tone it down. We, we're a sophisticated church. We're sophisticated people. And we don't do all of that and what have you. And the pastors have adhered to the deacon board or the trustees or the elders, whoever he's answering to, and did that. And like D.L. just said, it is very possible that the pastor just needs somebody to show that there is a difference in just sitting there and clapping your hands lightly and going forth in praise and worship unto God. I, I love what you're just saying, and I pray that the, the, that people are listening to exactly what you and DL just said. And that is, that is so powerful to me. I just realized that being, you know, and I'm not saying it's just the South. I'm sure it's a little bit of everywhere now. I just feel like now churches become so, so uh, some churches, let me just say that some churches become so big. And like you're saying, says they're listening to, you know, if, especially if it's a new pastor, a young pastor coming, and, he, and he's listening to everything. That's why we have three and four mm-hmm. services. We have three and four services because the morning services for the dignitaries, for the early morning dignitaries, those are older people at my church. You know what I'm trying to say? They like to keep it calm. The music got to be a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? They don't like it too much mm-hmm. off the top. You know, the middle mm-hmm. service is more of your middle-aged me crowd. You know what I'm trying to say? You know, the praising God and, and, you know what I'm saying, and the music is different or whatever. And then we have a third service. I call those the, the sanctuary dignitaries. Those are the ones that like to wear the hat. You know what I'm saying? The doctors, the, the senators and stuff to come to our church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got to put on mm-hmm. a facade of going to church. And you know what I'm saying? And they got to be about them. You know, and I'm watching this the whole time. But what I'm saying to people out there is, if you're out there and hear, and hear my voice, what I'm saying to you is, Sometimes God, is, he has called you to be in certain places, to be that light that's shining in this time of darkness. But please consult God and know when it's your time to leave. Because sometimes I believe we can be in a place too long that we miss our, uh, what we're supposed to truly be doing because we're scared or we've been got, becoming a pattern so much that we can't leave. Mm-hmm. That that's what we were talking mm-hmm. about. I, and I'm not just saying churches. How about this? How about relationships? How about certain um, marriages? How about certain you know different things? We we're so used to being in a pattern for so long and and putting up the same old thing that we don't think that there's anything better, so we don't move and we miss light mm-hmm. as it passes us by. And what I'm saying yeah. is, this is time to take a bold stand. And I'm just so grateful, you know, that I, again, I was blessed. You, you sis, and, and you my God sister for life, you my sister, my elder, everything to me. You know, we were spoiled. I never realized how spoiled I was to be raised in a church that I was that taught us the fivefold ministry, speaking in tongues, Holy Spirit, putting on the whole armor of God. Those are the things that need to be taught because we, we need to be ready for battle. But we're missing the point mm-hmm. because what's happening is, See, they tell you about the tithing, and they tell you how to speak in tongues, but they don't tell you what to do when the tongues is done. They don't tell mm-hmm. you what to do when you sold your tithe and you don't see the increase or the harvest. See, those are the things that you need to be aware of and what, how far you need to go with your walk with Christ. So that's why I believe that some people get stuck. That's what I'm saying. There, I think there's many reasons why people get stuck, and like I said, religiosity is definitely one of them. And and you've touched on on so much of you know the pattern. And and as DL said, change is hard for some people. They 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 don't embrace embrace change. In fact, change frightens them. It scares them. The churches of this day and time have become very seeker friendly. It's like, okay, what does it take to get the people in the house? That's what we're going to do. We're going to get them in the house. We're going to tell them how much God loves them and how much he wants them blessed, but we're not going to tell them about holiness. We're not going to tell them about living a righteous life. We're not going to tell them about a life of 
obedient unto God. We're not going to tell them about the spiritual warfare that they're going to have to encounter the moment that they step out and stop playing church and really become the church. We're not telling the people that any longer. And that hurts God. That hurts the spirit of God. I heard um, a joke years ago, and, and really it's, it's not funny, but it was told as a joke. And it was this, this man who had went to try to go into to church, and because of the way he was dressed and how he looked, they would not let him in. And so he came out he, and was sitting on the curb and, you know, and was weeping. And literally the Lord walked up and sat with him and said, what's wrong? Why are you weeping? And he said, they won't let me in the church. And the Lord looked at him and said, don't cry because they won't let me in there either. So you know what I'm saying? This is the hour in which we're living where literally, you know, the Spirit of God is not permitted to flow to flow, to be who he is, and that is all things to all people because we're too caught up in being our dignified, sanctified self. We say this as both people know how to swing not at the altar, how to get a, a prayer through, how to tarry, how to praise, how to worship, but because we feel that we have crossed over into another echelon of this world system that we are too proudful to do what works. Okay, we we can't get dirty. Well, our suit costs five hundred dollars. We definitely can't get on the floor in this suit. You know, I got my hair fried, dyed, and laid to the side yesterday, so I can't sweat it out. So I can't pray properly. All these stupid things that we allow to get in our way from the presence of God flowing in our lives. I'll tell you, and God broke me of that mess. Years and years and years ago, I had on this beautiful white suit, and he told me I had to go hug my enemy, okay, the person that had had an affair with my husband, okay, you got to go hug her and show her love, and I'm looking going, girlfriend got two tons of makeup on, daddy in this white suit, okay, and he was like, yes. Okay, yeah, I'm just being real, and I had to do it, and that broke me. That broke me because that suit wasn't worth her soul. You see what I'm saying? If God wanted to show her unconditional love in that moment when she didn't feel nobody loved her and she was being shunned by everybody, and he wanted to use me to be that example to show her love, and I'm going to let this white suit get in my way? No. So, honey, I will roll on the floor in whatever I got on, and don't make me no difference if the Lord say so. But you have to get to that point. You have to get to that point that you are not so sanctified, okay, um, and so ceremonious that you will not allow God to use you in whatever way he deems appropriate. Seriously, we have gotten it twisted. We have brought the world into the church instead of taking the church into the world. So now when we're in there, like you said, Pam, you know, it, that service with those, they got on their hats and, you know, and their suits and they're the dignitaries and whatever, and, you know, and so, hey, they're doing their social hour. They may not go to happy hour on Friday night, but they got social hour on Sunday morning. And that's why they're there. You better call on somebody. You know. You better call it what it is. Okay. Seriously. You know. But, but you and know. You know what? Stop. I I know that you was trying you was trying to make a point, Miss Collette. But this is what's awesome. Just you know, once again, about you as a woman of God. You basically talked about not allowing uh, the white suit in order to affect what you was going to do for God. But I don't know if the listeners were listening, but this is a woman that had an affair with your husband. Not only yeah. did you not let the white suit affect you, but the bottom line, because she she done something against you, you still had enough God in you. Forget the white suit. A mm. lot of times people don't understand that you have to be godly, when people are godless, and that's ah, say that again. No, say that again. Say that, say that again. again. Say that again. Yeah, say it again. That is really what it's about. You, you, you have to be godly when people are godless, because that's mm. when God really shows who He is. And a lot that's of times, mm. it's the people that have come against you that God is now going to use you. To minister to But sometimes mm. we're like you know what I ain't about to do that 
I don't care if I have on a black suit. I ain't hugging this trumpet. Mm. Come on now. That mm. and this is people mm. thanks to God. So we can That's never real. change people's lives and God can never use us because we're so we're so caught up about what this person done instead of mm. knowing what God has done for us. That God has forgiven Hallelujah. us. We haven't done everything right. We haven't dotted every I and crossed every T. Matter of fact, God shouldn't even yes. love us the way that He loves us. Ooh, hallelujah! By all the infractions that you had against God, you're talking about these couple of infractions that some people may have against you. Please, mm, mm, mm. who do you think you are? You think My you're God. better than God? Hmm. So that's what you, so you powerful, and I say powerful about you is that you know what you, you you talk about the white suit, but no, let's talk about the spirit of God that's in you that allowed you, regardless of the white suit to be able to go back and mm. to minister, her, minister to her on a level where she can now see God because she didn't have no choice but to see God. Not only did you hug her in the white mm-hmm. suit, but this is somebody that I offended or I came against, that I persecuted baby. Yes. This is a person that tried to destroy me. Now God, mm. she's hugging me and embracing me at mm. my very lowest moment, and I'm the same person to call her to be at one of her lowest moments in her life. Think about that. That's real. Think That's about real. what God just did. He used mm. you to bring a woman out at her lowest moment in her life, but the same woman came against you to take you to a lowest moment in your life. Ain't that just like mm. God, though? It is. You, it is. you know what, D.L., what you're what what you're saying right now brings me to something that God was ministering to me just a couple of days ago, and it was dealing with the woman at the well, and and how it was it was late in the day, and she went to the well, okay, after everybody was gone because of her shame, all right. She knew that the women of the area were talking about her. She was scandalous. She was an adulterer. She was all of these things. The men were talking about her. Everybody was talking about her, okay? This is why she was the only one walking to the well when she went for Jesus to meet her at the well, okay? And he knew the appointed time she was going to be there, all right? This is what I love so about that story. Once he finished with her, girlfriend came, became that first female evangelist, went back in that city and bumped the shame, bumped all the things that you may think about me. I got to tell you about this man I just met, okay? Come see a man who told me everything about myself. See, that's the beauty of God. When you allow him to minister to you, to come into your life, to cleanse you, that encounter with God allowed her to be washed of her shame, not not afraid to to go and interact with these same people that dogged her out, that talked about her, that slandered her name and what have you, okay? All of that was kicked to the side. And so what you're saying, and I, I need to speak about me, what you're saying is so true. Because you know what? It, once I got past the makeup and everything, okay, seriously, you know, all I knew was, God, you forgave me when I slept with somebody else's husband. Because if you hadn't right. forgave me, I wouldn't be up in this church right now. So if I can't give the same forgiveness and love and compassion that you have given me, okay, you know, it's like we, we get saved and we get stupid and we forget. But don't forget what God had to bring you from. Don't forget what God had to go into. You brought a holy God, righteousness, righteous God, into the midst of your perversion, okay, for him to pull you up out of it. But he stepped up in there for you. So you're going to tell me that you can't do something for him? Mm-mm. No, see, that's how I see me. It's not for no kudos or for nothing else, but God, hallelujah, had you not pulled me out of the muck and the mire when you did, I wouldn't be here. And I know that, and I know that. So nothing is going to hold my praise, okay? Nothing is going to stop me from allowing myself to be used of you, whatever that means. Man, let me tell you. Can I? I want to share something because I want to. I I I need the listening audience to know something. You know, when we talk about it, it's it's really is real. What the show said is real. See, I was there. 
I knew the woman that had an affair with your husband. I knew your husband. I knew you. And I remember walking in the church and seeing you, and I, I asked you the question. If you can remember this, if I'm wrong, tell it on live. And I said to you, how can you forgive her? And you said to me the same thing that you just told the audience. Man, mm. it's not me. I know it's not me. Because the old Colette, I would have had me some Hennessy. You know what I'm trying to say? Something to smoke. And they would have, and that would have been it for them, okay? And it would have been a shoot 'em up, bang bang. You know what I'm saying? But this is this me. This is how powerful God is. I'm serious. I'm serious. The the day that everything came out, okay, I had this woman sitting in my car, and I promised you, I looked at her head, and I looked at my windshield, and I looked back at her head again, and looked at my windshield again, and said, X marks the spot, because I was going to put you her so head in my windshield. She I did it, y'all. She did it. And just, just as that thought hit, and I went to turn to do it, God said, it's time to go. And I said, you're absolutely right. Now, let me tell you, Tanya is absolutely telling the truth, because that night, it was a Wednesday night, I, I promise you, Yes, God, it was. I promise yes, it was. You, this is the Bible study, y'all. It was a Wednesday night, and I went to the church, and nobody was there but Tanya and Pastor Seneca. And when I walked in and I sit down, and they knew what had happened, and I walked in and I sit down, and this is what came out my mouth. I said, you know what? I know God is real. And I had only been saved two months, y'all. I got saved in September. This but she come, but let me tell you something. My Pastor Seneca knew. Months. But look, I didn't know. I just seen fire. Okay. Let me tell y'all this. You can tell. You know how you get so mad? You can't cry. But all, everything, blood, everything rushed to your eyes, and you look like hell boy, hell woman, whatever. Well, I looked at her, and I go, sis, are you okay? And you said, I'm so grateful. And let me tell you something. Me and you became saved that night. We, the next mm. day, when we came into prayer, we both got saved together. Because I'm going to tell you something. If I had not seen that in you, to be able to forgive, because I, too, became that woman on both sides of the fence. And I know what it feels like. But I thank God for forgiving God. All I'm trying to tell everybody is this. Get out of the pattern. You got it all wrong. We think it's about this and that, the furniture, the houses, the cars. We think it's about all this, but it's not. We think that every day we work, we work what? To pay bills because of what? Our lifestyle, because of what? The way we like to live. This has nothing to do with God. This has nothing to do with our Heavenly Father. But you forgot in between, in the meantime, how to love people, how to care for people. When's the last time you went out in the streets and you gave to somebody? When's the last time when somebody came to you? Because you know what? We've all gotten caught up. I have. I'm so tired of people in my face asking me for money. Sometimes I said I don't know what to do. I don't know who's being real to me or who's not being real to me. But you know what? This is where it is. It's that relationship with God because I promise you this. He will yes. give you the spirit of discernment. Yes. He will tell you and lead you into righteousness, not to the wrong. Yes, but if you're not giving, if you're not yes, loving, if you're not caring, if you're not sharing, then that's not of Christ then you know who you serving then. I'm sorry I'm calling it out like that because it's all about that. See, if you're not forgiven, if you're still in the past, you lost. Come out. You're going the wrong way. Because one thing about it is God is love. I brought out that part in the church. I love my church. Again, I love my pastor. I was there to intercede and pray on his behalf. But now my spirit is shifting me and telling me, tell the people, they're going the wrong way. You're running in a race, a lot of you, that don't even have to run that race. You want promotions that doesn't necessarily have to be your promotion. Be okay where you are and allow God to take care of the rest. But I can't help it because me too, we all want better and greater. But you better know what greater is. And you better know what better is. Because keep ye shot. Seek ye the kingdom of God first in all his righteousness. And all other things shall be added unto thee. I don't know why I said that, sis. I just had to say it. Because if it wasn't for you showing me no, love real. the time that I didn't feel it, because let me tell you something, y'all. That very 
elder that you took, that you hear right there. I was out of sorts with myself. She took me where God would be on a pier on a sunset and rocked me like a baby because I too was damaged. So you better judge the book by the cover, not all the time. Be careful. Open it up and read it. Because, see, one thing you better be sure of is if there's the Holy Bible, then it's the good book. Everything else, be certain of. Be careful. That's all I'm telling people. It's it's so important to be led of God. I I mean, D.L., you talking about me, man, please. When you went through your divorce, shoot, I was ready to go beat the man up my dog self, okay? (laughs) I know what you're talking about. I ain't mad. I was there with the second time. Yes, I'm there. Man, man. Okay, but but seriously, people, what we are saying to you is none of us are saints in our own right. We are children of the most high God and have been forgiven much. And even walking with him, like I said, you know, I had those feelings, you know, literally, I'm going to put this child's head through my windshield, I promise you. But, but God, and I heard him clearly say, it's time to go. It's time to go. Right. And when he said it, I said, you're right. And I turned on the engine and went, you've got to hear God. You've got to hear yes, God yes, in all yes. that you're doing. Don't ever get so That's caught powerful. up in who you are. You know, I, I, I just I posted a note on, on Facebook a little while ago, and, and it's called Now Faith Is. But it's dealing with how, you know, we are missing. I promise this morning, God, I have not left my house today. I did not go to church. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be transparent. I didn't even get dressed today because I've just had this day with God, okay? And this morning he spoke some powerful things to me about me, okay? And, and I had to rise up and understand once again, even though I preach it and I teach it, I had to be reminded of who am I in God. Who am I? Who has God That's created you to be? Okay? Who has he created you to be? And don't ever let what society will say to you, what situation you're going through, what war you might be in the midst of right now, don't ever let that compromise who you are in God. Because you were created in his image and in his likeness to do great and mighty exploits. Great mighty exploits. Not just mediocre stuff. God is an omnipotent, unbelievably amazing God. And he created you in his image and in his likeness. And when we get under doubt and unbelief on the things that he has promised us, we disservice and dishonor him. Give him a disservice. That's okay, That's because powerful. of who he created you to be. It is time to rise up, take your rightful place. The word of God said all of creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. All of creation, which means that everything is out of whack because you're not in your place. Because you, you are not standing flat-footing and decreeing and declaring what thus says the Lord. What has he promised you? What has he promised you? You got to rise up and decree and declare what his word says because the word says that his word is yea and amen. It will not go out and return unto him void, but it will accomplish that, that he pleases it in the thing to which he sent it to. You better rise up and decree and declare who you are and tell the devil who you are. And it's not in cockiness or conceitedness, but it is in confidence that I am a child of God. Right. Come on. I no, am the righteousness on. of Jesus. And who you are. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. No, who you are and It's who time you out are. for playing patty cake. It's time out. It is time out for us to get under doubt and unbelief because of our flimsy faith. It ain't about your faith. It's about the faithfulness of God. And once you get a hold of that, okay, he who is always yet faithful, then there's nothing you cannot accomplish. Like you said, Tam, people are so busy worrying about getting to the next level, getting to the next biggest house, getting to the Lamborghinis and, and the Bentleys and all of that. You know yeah. what? Why are you Y'all worrying about the mundane stuff? That's, right. that, that's petty. That's petty. That's right. When you have the power to command the atmosphere, you're worrying about a house. What the heck is up Let with me that? Tell you. 
You have the power you to That's literally command the atmosphere. And you worried about it. Do you remember? Really? Can we? I want to bring up something you spoke about a couple of shows ago, and I I'll do it really fast because I know time is running. But you talked about and and DL um um reiterated on it, and it was really powerful about how God has equipped us with everything. Now, basically, I and then we all broke it down to layman's terms. You're the you're the sower. You God is the you know he he's the sower. He gives you the seed to be able to sow on this earth. So he's equipped you with the seed and everything that you need. You may not be a painter, but you can be a drawer. You may not be a drawer, but you're a designer of different things. You can mess with clay or whatever it is. And that's basically what, what um, Elder was talking about and Dio and we were all talking about. Just to bring you back, and please listen a couple of shows back, two or three, maybe four. Forgive me if I'm wrong. But basically, God has already equipped you with everything that you need to, for your life. But what happens is we look at television, and, and, and it's, it's easy to get caught up, Facebook and Twitter and everything like that, and it looks like everybody else got it going on but not you. See, what I'm trying to say is when I said how I went to a different church is find your place where you belong quickly. There's not a lot of time wasted right now because he's coming. And, he, I mean, we, we, we keep acting like it's not, it's not going to happen. Every day is another day. But we're here on the radio, thank you, through the grace of God, others, Apostle, and everybody who has contributed for us to be on the air to talk to you, to be able to be real to you, be transparent to you, be open to you. I've chased dreams all my life. And you know what the Lord finally told me, says Elder and DL, this is what the Lord told me. Everything that you've been seeing in your mind is so, but it's in heaven. Mm. You keep asking mm. for the things that's up above. Not the things of this world. I'm not saying that I won't take care of you in this world. I'm not saying that you're going to lack or anything in this world. But everything you keep seeing is in heaven. Because, see, when you get to heaven, what you don't know is everything doubles. All the fivefold ministry becomes you because you're before Christ the King. So what you imagining sometimes may be in heaven. Not necessarily so on this earth, but he will provide and take care of you. And that's the part that we need to know. Let's let's take that a step further because understand we're only in heaven for a period of time. Just like we're here for a season, we're only in heaven for a season. Read Revelation because we come back and rule the earth realm once again. That is incredible. Okay, everybody's so focused on on this dumb stuff, you know, focus on the things of God, focus on the things that are above and not beneath, because you need to recognize that, remember, we are no longer judged by our sin, but we are judged by our works. What did you do with Jesus? That's the work we're going to be judged on. That's deep. Say it again. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. What did you do with Jesus? You're going to be judged on what you did with him, not by your sin anymore because you've accepted him, but you will be judged by your works. And the work that you will be judged on is what did you do with Jesus? Go ahead, DeHell. I know you were getting ready to say something. Um, And I was just going to say, you know what, and let's let's get out of our feelings. I mean, truly, Mm. truly, truly, Mm. let's get out of our feelings. Because that stops us to, in order for God, that stops God um, as well as you from progressing to where God will have you to be. Because, yes, people come against you, they do what it is that they do, and you're still in your feelings. Because my thing is, this is the Lord's, and if you're going to forgive people, then forgive them. And move on, you know, with your life. And let it go. Let it go. talking about, well, when God is going to punish them, I gave it to God. You don't know what people are going through in their life. Everything can look wow. great on the outside, and it's just a trick of the Wow. End. Because you're so focused on, you know, what, well, what did God do to them for what happened? What happened to me? Well, don't worry about that. What you, you do is you forget them and you move on and you allow God to do it. Because we become, a lot of people, that's why we don't, we don't go anywhere or we don't get anywhere. Because we still have, we won't admit it, but we still have, uh, malice and unforgiveness in our heart. And if you truly, truly <laughs> want to get to the place where God will have you to be, then you know what? You have to move forward. You have to forgive people, love them in spite yeah. of them. And the bottom line is that yeah. how you know it is when people 
get around you and that person, they have no idea that there was ever an issue. Wow, that's you ain't powerful. Looking at crazy. You ain't got your nose up at them. You ain't saying, God, when are you going to do it? You know, God, when are you going to punish them? I've been faithful. They over there look, living good, and I'm over here struggling. Mm-hmm. What the problem is, did I correct the fault or did they? And therefore, Think about this, Dale, and what you're saying. And what you're saying, think about this. What if, what if when you were out there in your sin and you were doing people wrong, somebody was praying that prayer against you that you praying against right. your Ooh. enemy? Because you have definitely been somebody's enemy in life. Right. That's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful right there. And I'm going to tell you something, sis. That's a lot of people, and I need the audience and the listeners to hear this. Sometimes that's what people get twisted between people that love God. See, we're forgiving because that's what God commands us to do. He's allowed us to be delivered from our iniquities. Yes, and our iniquity. So that's what we want to do for you. But I tell people, don't get it twisted. Still, there's still a little inch of me that I'm praying every day that God can just please help me, period. And that's the point, I think. People take our kindness or our love for Christ as a weakness. And it's not that. Keep doing good. But he don't tell you to be humble as a dove and be as wise as a serpent for a reason. He tells you that for a reason. You still be humble, but be wise. And I'm telling people this all the time. I may not can control a lot of things, and I don't want to, but I can control how you treat me. And always remember that. Because you love Christ, and that's a beautiful thing. You don't have to still be a doormat to anybody. Yeah, we, uh, you know, I, I kind of flipped that script a little bit, and it's like I may can't control how you treat me, but I definitely can control how I treat you, and I'm going to be accountable for how I, I treat that. you regardless of I how agree you with treat that. me, regardless. Of how you treat I agree me. with so, that. You know, and, I agree. I'm, now, sis, you know, I'm, I, I'm, we all transparent. I'm right there with you. You know, I mean, I, I've not been completely <laughs> rectified. Yeah, I love what you're saying. wrong from time to time. Okay. Right. So, right. I'm trying. Right. I promise I, I am striving more and more each day that when those thoughts come up, when those desires raise their head, I'm trying harder and harder to keep them in the fight. Amen. You know, my Amen. my mouth was always my weapon of choice. So for me to gird my tongue, that is a powerful thing that I can only do with God, only with God. So I have to go to him before I can open my mouth. And sometimes there's that split second when it's like, I, I tell people this all the time. Y'all don't believe it, but as God is my witness, I went to say something to my husband one day, and my hand came up off my lap and came across my mouth. And I'm going, I, I can believe that. All I could do was laugh. I can believe that. That was it. Because I can believe that. That was God. When you tell believe God it. to keep you, <laughs> yeah. When you tell God to put a on your mouth, he'll do it. But you got to mean it. Don't just say it to be saying it. He knew in my heart I meant it, but I'm still human. So, therefore, that human side was about to rise up for real, for real. Amen. Okay? Amen. Amen. I can, I, so I can relate. understand. Yes, Lord. Amen. And thank you, Jesus. You oh, it doesn't, and let me tell you, it doesn't matter what it's right. Amen. You got me tongue-tied now. I get it. I get it. This is powerful to me. No, I love what you're saying. Cause, man, that's powerful. Because when you think about what they say, when I think about, oh, my God, everything that I've been through and what God has brought me through, mm-hmm. y'all, if I shout hallelujah right now, I ain't going to ask for forgiveness because mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Man, oh, man, that's powerful. I'm trying to tell I've you. I've the show today. Well, we are down to the last minute of the show. God has been so good. I love it when we just open the door and let God be God, you know what I'm saying, and do whatever yeah, he wants to do. Right. And I believe that he has stepped in and ministered to the hearts, minds, and souls of the people today. D.L., I would like yes. for you to pray us out today. Give a, a, um, a priestly prayer over the people. Release a blessing over their lives that will help them sustain themselves in God. Let us pray. Father, we just thank and we praise you simply for being God in the lives of your believers, God. We just thank you for everything that you're doing. One thing we know about you, God, that you have your dad.
people, God. Begin to open up those doors, God, that they thought were closed, God. God, we ask that you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, anything that is hindering them from seeking your face or receiving your blessing, we ask that you remove it right now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We declare victory in the lives of your people, God. Everybody that's listening, God, we declare victory in their life right now in the name of Jesus, God. We just ask that you just even break the mind of bondage, God that there will be a sense of liberty and freedom that come forth from your people, God. God, we just thank you for the yes. manifest blessing in their life, even right now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Move how mm-hmm. you want to move, God, do like you want to do in their life, God. But God, most of all, God, give them the spirit that want to serve you. Mm-hmm. Give them the spirit that want to seek the kingdom of God in his righteousness, and know that all these other things will be added unto them. Father, we thank you, and we praise you simply you, for being God in our life. We thank you, we praise you for giving yeah. us when we don't even deserve forgiveness. But God, we just thank you for loving us in spite of everything. So we praise you, and we magnify you today, God. And we look forward, God, to your blessing and your manifestation in the believer's life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Hallelujah. We love you. Amen. Amen. You guys have an incredible week, and we will be back with you next Sunday. God bless you all. Let's keep it.